fireside chat uh this is our fireside chat 20 right so i when we started this, i don't think that yeah i don't think that we ever thought that we would do like 20 episodes it started like almost like just a very informal thing but like yeah 20 right we've kept to it for for almost half a year that's pretty good going. yeah that's really really cool so as always i'm here with mash and jose uh all of us from Codurance. and one of the things that we've been talking a lot about recently is about effectiveness both in terms of a personal effectiveness how effective is we are but also being effective with our clients with our teams and so on right so so then it's okay well let's have a, a, a an episode uh on effectiveness but of course that before we start always uh just wanted uh, to remind everyone if you are enjoying those chats please leave a comment subscribe to the channel so that you're notified when we have more episodes and uh, put the thumbs up so that we know that you are enjoying uh so okay so with that out of the way effectiveness so how important effectiveness really is for you and for us but also i think that i have a more personal question how effective do you think you really are all right <laughs> it's a very good question right uh, i can start all right there are two i think there are two answers to this one is right how to effective... start, start the consultant to start no it really depends depends. No. Yeah, it depends it depends on the context well, what, what is depends, the context here depends who you ask so, <laughs> exactly so if you ask like well there's how effective do i think i am and how effective am i are two very different answers you are perceived. <laughs> objectively objectively how, how exactly like you subjective and objective <laughs> right. so i think uh subjectively uh i think i am quite effective i i like to think i am actually kind of above average effective objectively i think probably slightly below average effective <laughs> but i think therein lies the the answer to the other question I think being being effective for me for myself I'll answer it for myself is extremely important it's to me it's the in a professional capacity is the one of the most important things that I I I need to have or one of the most important qualities I need to have I see it you know I think the dictionary definition is as well you know having the intended effect right so or a meeting the expected uh having the expected effect you know that kind of thing and everything else we do is kind of towards that to have that effect to kind of achieve something so you know whatever we're learning whatever we're doing all the skills that we can bring to bear all the experience that we can bring to bear right everything kind of culminates in creating an effect and so having that effect is extremely important and that's how i see it i see it as an extremely important thing and that's why i think i am above average effective but i have i fear that i am below average effective no, that's a that's a very good an good answer because i it, for me it is also very important um i would say there there's effectiveness no and and productivity and that's not exactly the same uh, thing um but it is very important the, the the thing with effectiveness though is you know whose expectations 
are you, you know, meeting? And this is where I think, you know, part of what you're saying comes from. Whereas from my perspective, I am being affected because the things that I, you know, sought out to you know, get done or accomplish, they are met, right? But if you look at it from a different perspective, they, you know, there may be other things that you were not considering and so on. So I think it's a very personal question as well, right? Like it's, it's a very personal thing. It's it's very much based on your point of view. I like to think that uh, I'm I'm considering a lot of the time what uh, our clients, uh, you know, consider as effective, and and that is part of the driver, no, on on what kind of things I I look for. Um, yeah, but it's 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 essential in you know everything you do. Like I really want things to work out, right? So it's it's what I'm after. You know that, for example, uh, I don't think that anyone would say that effectiveness is not important to them. I don't think someone. I don't think that I should be effective, right? But I think you notice more in how. Uh, parano not, not paranoid is not the word. I'm looking for a word that I cannot find, but like how effectiveness bleeds into your personal life. For example, there is a professional side, but I don't know about you, but like I might, I, I don't know, I would like to ask one day like my parents or like my family, my wife and stuff, like how they can live in the same house as me. My parents don't live here, but, but you know what I mean? Like, for example, everything you're trying to do, even like for example, I like to eat frozen pizza. I always have some frozen pizza, yeah? And then when it's late, I say, I'm going to have some frozen pizza. So then I need to prepare the frozen pizza. I get angry with myself if I do the wrong steps. For example, the first thing before I even take the frozen pizza from the fridge, I switch, switch on the oven because I need the oven to start getting heated. And that's the thing that takes longer. So then I will take the, 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 the pizza from the oven or the, the, the fridge, the freezer, sorry. And then I normally like to defrost that on the microwave so that it goes. For, so, but there is a sequence of steps. And then once I put the pizza in the microwave, the, the oven is already heated. Then I will prepare the table, put the cloth and put the, the stuff. So, because then while I'm waiting, I'm doing something else. And, and, and this is just like a, a very small example of how uh, unbearable it might be to live with me in the same house, <laughs> right? Because, but, but this is also about effects. Because if you think about, like, I was having this conversation with my, my dad and my mom the other day, they were at home. If you think about, like, kind of profession we have, we are software engineers, most, right? So, we spend, like, two decades, like, trying to find efficiency, like what is the shortest path? So how can I make these solutions smaller and stuff? And Good. this kind of mindset of solving problems with more detail and optimizing for things, it's not bleeding but, into my life. But is that more related to efficiency? To efficiency and, uh, and not effectiveness. Well, and so, are they related? Well, they are definitely related, but how big an overlap is, are they? Well, you're still trying to, to achieve something, right? So you, you are still having the, 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 the end result of, of trying to, to do something well, uh, but in the most efficient way, right? So, or 
how would you distinguish the two so that we have all clarity and so, people listening as so, well? So, yeah, so uh, effectiveness is described as having the intended effect or the expected effect. Mm -hmm. Efficiency is more related to the same effect achieved in in less time steps how we get complexity there. so on yeah with, yeah with minimum minimum waste but, but, minimum but, 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 waste. This, but it's not the same so for example i was calibrating the efficiency in order to be more effective so 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 for the goal was right but the, but yeah the goal is right but i think this is more related to efficiency mm. because like you know even if you didn't turn the oven on right you took the pizza out uh, you can, as long as you have a nice oven, you know, that get, get heats up in less than five minutes, it's still okay because, because you'll still have the intended effect. Because actually the problem would be is that if you, if, if your oven took longer to cook, then, uh, then the pizza will thaw out and get ruined. Then that would be like you know not effective because you know you messed up the pizza. <laughs> but if it took like five minutes longer to make the pizza, you still have your pizza. Yeah, but but there is a pros. Yeah, no, I get that. But but what I'm saying is, for example, those things like one thing is to say, oh yeah, it's important. Another thing is like, how does it really impact your routine? So for example, when you say effectiveness is important for you, or you think is 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 important, like. How does it impact your not only like your routine? So, for example, how how, how much do you think about okay. everything you do? Oh, uh, uh, at risk of you know <laughs> going into a topic because this is exactly. a topic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, I could uh, not resist. No, no, no. <laughs> going into a tangent. Uh, the the way that it affects uh, is it like in the example that you gave, Sandra? For me, effectiveness would be around you know you're hungry. You're trying to fulfill, you know, to, to, to eat something, right? And something that you like. As long as you get that, you know, I, you know, whatever steps you follow, maybe you, you know, as long as that doesn't like ruin your expectation of the experience, let's say, that's, it, it will be fine, right? Like if you didn't have pizza and you had something else, but, it, you know, you liked it great if you ate your pizza you know straight from the fridge like i've done in the that that would be you know that would still be for me no according to to those criteria that would still be effective no and this is something that sifts into my personal life because a lot of the times you know i go for you know what is it that i'm trying to accomplish and you know whatever steps we need to get there whatever steps i end up you know, using to get there may not be, you know, the most efficient ones may not be, uh, according to my <laughs> partner, but the, the, the right way of doing it, <laughs> right? But you're achieving the, and that's, that's sort of what I'm looking at. Like, what is it that we are trying to go for? And this is, and this creates issues in, in our relationship, right? Okay, because so, I'm so... more, okay, so what are the results? Let's, let's go for this. Right. And, you know, Let's find a way of getting there, right? Like, it's, it's not about how you want to do it, no? It's also about that, by the way. I'm <laughs> just saying, it, 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 in case she watches this. <laughs> and it, yeah, sorry, go on, Sandro. No, 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 I was just saying, because you like you, you mentioned the difference match and you were correct in, 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 in saying what I was saying. Is it, I know it's technically possible by the meaning of the words, but like for example, would you be satisfied? Would you call your, yourself effective if you were inefficient? 
in a uh, to, to a point to a point in fact i would take it to yeah that's why i say that there is a, an overlap you know you can be inefficient to a point where you're not achieving the intended effect but you can be inefficient somewhat inefficient but still have the intended effect so mm -hmm. like even in this uh, example actually the 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 intended effect is, is not a, a cooked pizza the intended okay, effect is twofold it's about setting your hunger and eating something that you love, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, the same effect can be achieved by, you know, yeah. ordering a pizza on Uber. True. Right? So the, the so there is like, so that's why I think effectiveness is almost like a higher order thing mm -hmm. and efficiency is a more detailed. It's the means to that end. Yeah, yeah. That's how I see yeah. it. Well, that's, that's pretty... So now that we got that out like of the that. way, huh? now that we got that out of the way, and we are all talking about the same thing. <laughs> no, but, but I think that this relates to like how important it really is, because like I get to the point where I get frustrated, frustrated with myself, not with others and stuff. But for example, even when I'm trying to achieve something, like the, but I know that I'm talking more about efficiency and not effectiveness. But like the. I still try to try to go, but how I get there is something that bleeds into my personal life. It's not only like a, a, a working thing. It's, it's oh yeah, always. Effectiveness you know? does bleed into your your personal life all the time. In fact, I I like to think that the older I got, the more effective I got, and I f I find it in my personal life. I, I'm actually quite impatient, especially with my kids. Right, you know only. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, okay. only this morning, yeah. you know, like th this is to the point where, you know, I, I had asked my son to do something. I knew that he would probably sleep late and he wouldn't have done it. He's probably going to forget that he's going to do it. So for me to have to get that intended effect that I desire of him, I rang him. He was asleep, of course. You know, I rang him again an hour later, tried to wake him up. Then he woke up and I said to him a few things like, you know, can you do this immediately? I'm going to check up on you again in 30 minutes time and I'm going to be on your case until you've done it. So do it. So I'm off your case. And the other thing, by the way, I'm, it's my birthday today. Can you say happy birthday to me? Because I'm going to think that you're going to, you're going to forget it. You probably will forget it. So I'm going to remind you and just say happy birthday to me. So that's out of the way as well. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so uh, if we bring that to more like a, 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 a professional context, how do you how do you assess your effectiveness, right? So, or, or yeah, in a professional environment, how do you know that you are being effective? I think it's hard to do it on your own because, as I said before, this usually you're trying to get the desired effect for other people as well. Not just you know you try to consider and you you execute according to you know certain criteria. But I think uh, one of the main uh, ways to to you know understand whether you achieve or accomplish that is to ask people. You know, hey, okay, so are you, no, what do you think about this? Like, you know, this is what I was uh, looking for. Did, was anything missing? So asking for feedback for me is really important on, on that point, no? And I do this 
like if if we do meetings or whatever i i usually go and ask someone hey you know give me some feedback you know like what do you think like what were the main things that you know you took away whatever right just to understand even if i don't ask them to say directly or to you know like this i ask around what i was trying to accomplish you no know, and see if if it hit or not the the target right so that's that's one way uh for me um when i was more involved in projects and so on you know delivery is a very good also objective measure of of that now are we delivering um working software etc cetera, etc cetera, no are we are we meeting those expectations um if not why not and and are we doing something about it right uh, that's kind of like the yeah like the pensive no mm-hmm. what about you man I, i i see it slightly differently actually i see there are i think there are two levels of answering this question one is for you yourself individually and one is you in the context of a team right and i mean i'd i'd from an individual perspective i the way i see it is that there is a backlog of things that that you accumulate right and you need to prioritize them even before having that backlog you need to understand the how you source this backlog because i think some people can be so this is where kind of things like proactiveness come in right because if you're not very proactive your backlog isn't very big so this is where also like what other people other people's perspective of you being effective comes in as well how effectively uh, pardon the the double kind of usage of this how effectively are you filling this backlog right being proactive understanding what is expected of you because a lot of the times you know even in my kind of early stages i didn't really have that kind of outlook like uh, outward focus to say well what are the different people that rely on me actually expect of me right and this is where you build that backlog work and then how do you prioritize that right how do you make sure that you know you are setting the expectations right and doing things according to their importance right i mean in the seven habits of highly effective people he, you know he uh, talks about kind of urgent and important and kind of creating that balance because urgent is not always the most important and in fact things that really get left behind are the ones that are not urgent but very important and and you know how do you make kind of those priority choices so so you're not just driven by the next urgent thing right so this prioritization of the backlog and then getting those things done like you know starting finishing if you have something that blocks you how do you then remove those blockers in a proactive way and getting things out reliably right so when when those expectations are on you how reliable are you in meeting those expectation so reliability is also a very important aspect of it and all these things i see as a personal level being effective i think it's much more complex when you talk about team level effectiveness because then you've got all sorts of other things that maybe we don't want to get too much into like leadership and all those kind of things where not only you're managing yourself to having the desired effect but you're also leading the team and helping and supporting the team to collectively have the desired effect and i think that's a much bigger topic to go into and we we'll probably want to stay on the more personal side yeah so so yesterday uh, not yesterday sorry in the the last episode that we had steve uh here with us 
and, and we were talking about the journey from uh, an engineer to manager, right? So, or uh, an expert engineer to a terrible manager, as we, we named it. Uh, <laughs> so, so, I love the name. But, 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 but part of that, that, that trajectory, right? So from an expert engineer to, to a terrible manager, for me, it's also related to effectiveness or at least the perception of effectiveness. Because like before, uh, the path that I took, I believe that quite a few of us took the same path, we were told what to do, which means that there were an expectations. So, hey, that's the backlog, that's the next feature, that's the user story, that's what we want to achieve, this is the goal of this project, and so on and so forth. So uh, the expectation was set, right? So the boundaries of your work, they were set. And it's much easier in that context to, to judge your own uh, effectiveness and even like potentially extrapolate your team effectiveness because things are much more well-defined. And I think that both of you mentioned expectations at some point. When you end up uh, taking positions where you have, it makes it very difficult for you to focus in one thing because normally like positions like uh, leadership positions or management or director of these, director of that, founder of these or that, so you end up having to address multiple things at the same time. You can prioritize the, the, the amount of effort that you put in each one of them. You can put more effort or less effort in them, but you cannot just, see, you cannot just stop certain things. So for me, the kind of work that I do today, for example, I feel far less effective than I was in the past way more efficient, uh, less efficient as well, no doubt, because the, I, I struggle in, in limiting my work in progress. It's not a struggle. I think that is even impossible to, to, because like there are things that I don't even control anymore. I don't have the luxury of, I don't want to do this or that. Like certain things needs to be done and I need to address it. And, and a lot of things, I'm not able to work in isolation anymore. So before I could say, hey, I will take this user story. I will take this piece in here. I will do this code review. Today, I have less opportunities to do that. Today, there are very few things that I can say, I will take care of this on my own, which means I, I control everything. Because most of the things that I do, I don't control all the variables. And I'm always like having people working on those things. I need to move more people to get that thing done. I find myself today far less effective and I struggle far more in coping uh, with the working program. I, I believe that I got better over the years. I like to think that I'm way better and more efficient today than I were before, but I still don't think that I'm very... Sorry. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so this, this is... Uh, uh, I, I mean, but then you're going into effectiveness again as a team or as a group that is like kind of performing. Like, no, it's no, not it's individual. It, well, because, if because the problem is that you are leading those initiatives, right? But it's not things that you can work in isolation anymore, mm -hmm. right? So it's not only like, it, 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 although it is a team effort, but you are the ones leading those initiatives or coordinating across and that makes it very difficult at least for me uh 
there, there is a there's a few elements. You know, when you were actually talking about this, apologies for my <laughs> phone going off. But the, when you were actually talking about this, um, I was thinking a bunch of things actually because two major things came to my mind. One is compilers, uh, not compilers, sorry, operating system schedulers, um, and concurrent computing. That's just the the nerdy. Wow. Wow. And the other thing that came That's to my mind. This is the way that Mesh's brain works. <laughs> uh, and, and the other thing, yeah, exactly. Just all over the, the place. The nerd side of you will always emerge. It will it always matter. emerge. If you try to constrain it, it will come up, right? Yeah, exactly. And the other thing that came to my mind was about delegation, about team level effectiveness and all those things. And I think there are, there are two aspects to this. One, the reason I was thinking about uh, operating system schedulers is because current programming is there's a single processor, right? And you've got a number of tasks that it needs to do. And it needs to provide a semblance of progress in all of these. But also there might be other things that come in uh, that are extremely important that need to be done immediately, and then it has an interrupt system as well, right? So it's uh, it, it's it's actually fascinating to to. I mean, if you, if you haven't looked at how the, the scheduler scheduling algorithms work, it's fascinating to look at that kind of thing because it an operating system that a single processor gives can do many many things, but actually can only do one thing at a time. Ha! Huh, a scheduler. A good scheduler is a scheduler efficient or effective? <laughs> well, it is effective as as well as efficient. So is I was it, saying efficiency is the detail and effectiveness the is the results that is happening, right? No, but it, effectiveness doesn't control, is, it doesn't control the outcome of the different uh, tasks. No, it just it's, make sure that they are being done. At the at enough of it is being done, so the person is satisfied. So, so it's meeting expectations, right? Sorry, I could not. I could not resist. every exactly every every task we got. It's time to execute and so on. And you know there, you know you won't have uh, something clogging the the no or, or exactly. not getting enough. Uh, exactly, like you can't so do one task, thing at a time. So it's, being... it's like it's like Sandro. He doesn't have enough. You know, he can't do just one thing at a time because he doesn't have that option, right? Just like a scheduler. He has he has to do many things at once, but meet expectations. So give each thing enough time so that there's enough progress going on, so that people whoever is waiting for 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 those things are satisfied with that progress, not necessarily completion. So he's gonna do all the things uh, at in a longer time, and that context switching, even with scheduling, actually moving things and in and out of registers is adds the overhead right so it's much less efficient to answer the question <laughs> but it's more effective but this is an interesting thing that you said because like this is an area that i think that although I, I still don't feel that i'm as effective as i was when i was i had a different kind of position uh, or a more focused position let's say uh there is a thing that i think that i got better not doesn't mean that i'm good at it but I'm certainly better now than I was uh, before, is setting expectations. Because, like, for me, this is key to a lot of things, right? So because all of those things, effectiveness, efficiencies, productivity, and stuff, they are all con they are within the context according to which expectation. They are all relative as well. So I think that what I got better at is 
given that we need to do many different things, let's set the right expectations so no one gets frustrated. Yeah. yeah right. So exactly. if we are able to do that, you end up doing work. You start, uh, again, how effective that work is, is questionable, but at least you reduce some pressure. You do, but you want to play with those variables a little. If you set someone an expectation that this will be done in a year's time, they will get frustrated anyway, right? No, sure. This is what I said. I, I think I got better at of finding those balance and stuff. I'm not sure. As I said, I'm not. I don't think I'm great at it, but I got better. But I think that, for example, because one thing that that drives me, well, it was difficult because as you start having to do multiple things at the same time, you try to apply the same effectiveness expectation let's say to multiple things now and certain things you have more control than others but i i don't know about you but like you both but like i got really frustrated like in this change of position let's say or the kind of work i do i got really frustrated with many times because i, I could not see the result or it was not moving too many things at the same time i was always overwhelmed as well because i could not it's not about prioritization. It's like I still need to do the other things. It's just yeah, but but uh, prioritization and limiting web no to some extent is about saying no or not now, yeah, and and trying to figure out out of those things that you need to do what are you know like this is this is something that for instance when you know talking about this change I um I kind of realized at some point right like there you you're juggling a bunch of balls at the same time. And some balls are gonna drop because it's just too many. Like you're not that like the let's say even if it doesn't happen, like there is a big chance that they will, right? Mm -hmm. So then what you need to be thinking is which balls you don't want to drop, right? <laughs> and, and that's it. And, and it is part of, of that. No, it's like, okay, so we won't be doing this now, for instance. Right, or I'm going to delegate, as as Master was saying, no, and and because simply, could I do it? Should it, you know, all of the things are coming into play. No, should I do it? If I do it, or if I pass it on to another person, maybe this person, you know, is not going to be able to do the job. Then I need to like provide them with the context. Will that be more work than you know just doing it myself? Sometimes it is, <laughs> and, and all that stuff, right? But at, at some point, you're like, okay, but if there's no way that I'm going to be able to deal with everything. So I, you know, I just need to, either it, it, it doesn't get done and I'll do it later uh, or, you know, I pass it on and I'm okay with the results. Yeah. And, you know, we did everything we could, you know, with the information we had in the context, you know, the whole retrospective thing. No. <clears throat> and, and it's, it's a bit about that, right. It's a bit about choosing your battles, so to speak. No, and, and being really good at knowing which ones you really need to nail and to what degree, right? And and that's part of the prioritization. No, it's not the only which order. It's also, you know, how I'm going to allocate my resources or, or my time or, you know, how, how that's going to happen. And I feel like that is something that I've gotten better at. From I went from wanting to do everything myself and and... And even, you know, getting frustrated because people wouldn't be able to do things, you know, at, at the level that I felt I could do them, which is a, another very 
a terrible way of living, to be honest, no? Um, and, and you know, try to understand, no? Try to meet people where they are and understand what the outcome is going to be even before it happens. And then, you know, de use that as, you know, as a trade-off, basically, in order to be able to be effective in the things that are important, yeah? It, there's there's a couple of things here actually. One is around the because um, uh, I was I was thinking about you know even when you said you know like delegating and you know getting others to do that and even if that's immediately not very effective that you may end up spending more time, you are preparing people so they can provide more support to you, right? So initially it might be might be painful to delegate and painful to kind of pass that on and so on. And, but it, if you, you know, do it well and have the kind of the right kind of people around you, then it will, it could get much easier. This is one thing. The other thing is around choosing your battles. And I think, you know, you, you mentioned like you have to pick your battles, like, you know, but actually one thing I, I find is that often the, the expectations from the other sides come when they they don't fully understand what else you have on your plate. So I think transparency is quite key. And that communication is to kind of help people understand all the other things that you you you're having to do and and all the and where their things, the thing that they're relying on sits and in his kind of uh and then they can understand more as well in terms of, or they can be more forgiving and and change their expectations in terms of how much they rely on you or how quickly they want this thing done so they can move on. Because obviously they might be waiting on you. You might be uh, a blocker to them, right? So it's kind of create, and that kind of changes expectations that it may even provide room and space for them to actually come and help you to be more effective, you know. So I think there is, it's not just about like, I'm going to do this and not this and this. It, it's it's about communication, visibility, transparency, getting people involved, people who are actually relying on you so that they can be part of your prioritization process, but also be a help in you becoming more effective. Yeah, we, we had a, a full episode on delegation, right? That was actually quite quite insightful in a way, like uh, I actually listened to that episode back and I got more even being involved in the discussion with the two of you, like when I listened uh, to the delegation episode, I actually felt quite insightful in the way that we think about delegation because it's not easy, right? So to, just to delegate and, and, and finding help, right? So regardless if you are in a position like for example, positions like ours that we, we, for example, we can create our own team. Uh, but even when you are part of the team, like finding a way to uh, arrange the work to be done effectively across the team is not an easy task at all. You know, like bringing a group of people, even if, you, if the mission is clear, but organizing everyone to accomplish that mission uh, it's, it's difficult. Putting that objective is already complicated, but I think that is even more complicated. Okay, now we need to organize ourselves to get that thing done. It's easier said than done quite often, right? You, you touch on, on a tool that I find you know, personally quite helpful uh, on the 
on that side, which is, you know, kind of goal setting or setting, you know, setting a specific, you know, target, but especially with things that are, uh, that are going to take a very long time or, you know, like, you know, now I'm writing some stuff, right. And, you know, if I always go by priorities, I'm never going to write it and I really want to get it done. No? So, you know, setting up, you know, I'll, I'll sit down 15 minutes and I'll write a couple of lines at least. That's, that's my objective for the day. Can I do that consistently every day? No. Uh, eventually, maybe I won't finish as fast as if I, you know, blog months and, and, and do it. No, but it, it will help me keep that progress uh, going on. And it will help me to provide the focus or the space in order to focus on, on, on things, no, and, and trying to get things on. And I feel like that's a, that's a good way of approaching, especially, especially you know, things that are competing, uh, you know, the, 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 with, with, in your priorities, no, like uh, as Matt was saying, urgent versus important and so on. Um, so that, that helps me a lot. And from the point of view of, of a team or, a, you know, as a group trying to get things done, I feel like that's also something that is very much underused in a sense, right? Like, like you, you talked about setting expectations. So for me, that goes a little bit into setting expectations as saying, okay, let's try and do this. No, let's, let's, let's aim for, you know, at the end of the meeting to have these things. Right or at the you know or or in a week from now this is what we should be uh, reviewing and and things like this that provide focus to people provide a bit of a a way also for them to prioritize as well like like how much uh, do, do they want to invest and so on right um, it's a it's a great tool in that sense. Spe speaking of tool, I think one thing that you you mentioned is it, you know like this finding time to do like the things that are not urgent but important, but also I'd like to add the things that are important but unsavory. You don't like doing them. <laughs> so it's not just related. How, how to much time do we have in this episode? Just like this. <laughs> so there, there's, and actually the, I think both of those things, the urgent, uh, not urgent but important and also important but unsavory the the habits part is actually a very important aspect it's like creating a habit to to be able to do that to kind of get yourself in this routine of you know if there is something that you need to do and you know that like for example a lot of people that i know to be quite effective they tend to start their day earlier than than people think they do but what they are actually doing is trying to kind of uh, give themselves some time where they can work on things that are that that will not take us kind of a back seat when more urgent things or interrupts and people calling and meetings and all those things start coming in so so they start doing that as you said you know giving yourself like 20 minutes or something every day to write or you know half an hour to write and these kind of things and i think this is important these kind of habits that you do a daily thing for the things that is not as urgent or not as pressing but you know is important and kind of doing 
giving yourself time to be able to do that is is very important yeah for me there are, there are, i'd like to tackle two two of the things like uh one the things that we know we need to do but we don't necessarily like doing and the other one is the habit as well for the the things that are not top priority they are neither urgent nor massively important but you want to get them done eventually so for the the first one that is the things that i don't like doing every job has that right and and our current job has that right so there are loads of many things that i love doing and there are things certain things that i don't like doing i just need know that needs to be done i learned how to cope with that quite a while back it's still in my previous life as a full-time developer uh, because even as a developer, there were many things that I liked doing, things that I didn't like doing, right? Or technologies that I liked, or certain aspects of my job I liked and th things I didn't. I even, I think I wrote about that. I, yes, yes, I was talking about legacy code. It was when I finally flipped to my relationship with legacy code changed. I learned how to look at the same issue but in instead of in the way that i used to look at like i don't want to do it and then it's like procrastinating like you always find an excuse not to do that into a challenge i know it, it sounds a bit cliche or stuff but it really helped me this is exactly how i see the world today uh i said okay i don't like it but like i'm very competitive as you know very well and i said okay you don't like it but how good are you to solve that and get that make that go away right so how can you solve that quickly so that you don't need to do so i start creating challenges in solving those things and, and all of a sudden legacy code was exactly like that before i didn't want to work with legacy i wanted to work in greenfield and stuff and then i said you know what how good am i to make that work how good am i to, to turn that project that i don't like around how much how good am i to actually take a relationship that is broken with a client or a, an architect or whoever. What if I take ownership of that and try to turn it around? And I took that with me in my current life that is more like uh, the position that, that we have today. Uh, so I think I cope much better in dealing with problems that I, I would not choose to do them, but I don't think I see them as I don't like them. I, 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 I have far less things that I would say today I don't like this and I don't want to do it because my relationship with those work is now changed. It's like, this is another problem that I want to solve. So you see what I'm saying? That is the first part. Yeah. So on that, for me, that's called to some, I mean, I understand you're reframing the thing in order to make it yeah, in my head, feeling exactly. and, and, thing, and that's allows me to cope with that better and find the motivation uh, that otherwise I would not have to deal with that problem. Yeah, but, but yeah, there are certain things that is very difficult. Like I understand legacy code, for instance, is something that lends itself to, to something like that. But uh, dealing with bureaucracy, for instance, or paperwork, it's not one of those. No, yeah, it but, is very uh, challenging. For but there is, a, there is a similar thing to that because I was saying, you know, <laughs> nothing focuses the mind as a good deadline, right? Because. Uh, you know, like sometimes you even like doing something, but you don't because, you know, you've got lots of other things to do and you don't want to create time and stuff. And although you think you'll enjoy it when you sit down, but you just don't want to sit down and start doing it. You know, I had a typical example recently. You know, I had to write a training course. 
I had about three months. You know what? I waited till the last week to actually write it. <laughs> <laughs> but when the last week started, I like the mind was, you know, I had to deliver that in, and I created an even earlier, more artificial deadline because I thought, oh, you know what? I'm going to run it internally. So I didn't want to, I know myself, I didn't want to go right to the wire. So I thought if I run it internally, uh, it's a softer deadline, but I still have to do it. I can't change it because I've set it up. People are expecting it, but I don't have to be 100%, but also it will give me experience. And that also kind of focused me, you know, and then I sat down and that's all I did and I got it done. But before that, you know, you do it for about half an hour and you almost be looking for other things to do, you know, and you just go ahead and do something else. And so a deadline is similar thing, you know, is that kind you of created a challenge, right? Yeah, you created yeah. a challenge. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have an option. It's gonna it becomes urgent. It's important, but also becomes urgent now. And then you do it. I, I, I use two other uh, things. So, so uh, I, there's one of my favorite philosophers, you know, Mike Tyson. Uh, I think it was him who said. <laughs> I, I think it was, it was him. You can't say the second pair is Kanye West. <laughs> I think it was him that said something along the lines of, you know, uh, you can do anything with discipline. No, like it is about discipline. It's about, you know, doing something you don't like, but do it, doing it like you love it. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if you manage to incorporate that in, in how you work, and this is something that, for instance, people who, you know, do uh, CrossFit or whatever. Like they, it, it's hard, dude. Like, they, like exercising is 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 difficult, and sometimes you don't want to go to the gym, and sometimes. You, but getting into a frame of mind, or okay, I'm 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 gonna do it, boom, and just doing it and so on. That I feel like that is a skill that you build with you know, with time, and you need to practice it, and you need to you know. And I feel uh, that that's one of the areas that I that I try to work on. Um, the other one is is more, uh, and I'll use a, um, a, I wouldn't call it a fable, but you know the little, little kind of imagery thing that I that I learned from someone, right? Is uh, you know in the in the Rocky Mountains you have herds of I don't know if herds is the right word for this, but for buffaloes and you know cows or cattle and so on, right? And when it starts raining. Uh, what usually happens is, you know, starts raining and there's a, the cows are here and, you know, starts raining and then the cows start moving and eventually, you know, they, the, the rain catch us, catches up to them and so on. But by running away from the thing, they extend the amount of time that basically they're getting wet. No. Uh, on the other side, you have the buffaloes, right? And buffaloes went as soon as the first, you know, drops of rain start they start running in the direction of the uh, of the water right of, of the clouds and by doing that they actually minimize the amount of uh, time that they're getting wet no so sometimes when i this needs to get done i just go and get it done and and my mindset is i want to get this done as soon as possible right i it's it's not about waiting until the last time it's not it's, it's about you know i just want to kill this thing and, and and forget about it right um and and that's the other kind of you know let's call it mental trick or whatever right like it's it's about you know remove it i don't i don't want to even think about this so just go and and do it if, even if you don't like it right and and that works for me as well i think 
there, there yeah. are a few. Sorry, go on, Sandra. No, no, go on, Mesh. No, I was just going to say that there are a few things that stress me. Um, you probably know, but there are two things that stress me a lot. One is public speaking, stresses the shit out to me. And the other thing is, um, is having too many things to do stress me out. So when things pile up and they're constantly piling up and I'm not getting rid of them, that stresses me out. And the only way I can release the stress, and I think maybe it's akin to what you're saying, Jose, is to start batting them off, you know, to start getting rid of the things that are currently on my plate. And that really, that's the only thing that actually helps. I mean, I can go and try to forget about it. or not. It's constantly riding my brain that I have too many things to do. And that's also, I think, similar thing is that, like, get it done or, you know, keep worrying. Yeah, you know, like like uh, I was talking about reframing the problem. Uh, and, and sometimes that is the, the problem itself becomes, I reframe to challenge. Sometimes I, I what really helps me to find that motivation to actually get that done is understand why I'm doing that thing. So, because I, but I need to reframe in my head as well. Okay. The reason that you need to speak to the lawyers or you need to review contracts or because you need to do that, things that I normally don't like doing is because you are trying to run a successful company. So in order to run that, so I, I try to create a much bigger goal that I need to achieve and say, this is going to lead you to that. If I don't reframe that like that, I will procrastinate. It will not become an important thing to me. So I need to make it important. But, but in order to do that, I need to know this Doing this thing that I don't like doing or I don't want to do is because I want to achieve that other thing. And this is a way, a means to that end. So I need, if, if I don't do that, there are things that I won't do, right? So so this helps me a lot. Uh, another thing that uh, we, we were kind of speaking about some methods that we might use, uh, mainly with the current situation, for example. There is th something that I really don't like is when people just start adding meetings to my calendar I, without speaking to me. It really pisses me off, right? I, I, and I said to a few people, I said, look, the fact that I have a gap in my calendar doesn't mean that I don't have anything else to do, right? So, so if you want to book me, let me know. Hey, we need to speak. When would you be a good time with you? But because nowadays everyone is working remotely, we have less opportunities to bump on each other. So every conversation that you have needs to be scheduled. And this process becomes a bit slow and then people start adding things. So one of the things that I've been doing now is blocking my calendar. It took, I don't know why it took so many years for me to learn that. But I'm now, you probably you should know now because you have access to my calendar. I now have quite a few blocks. I block a, a period of time in different days and stuff because this is a way for me to take what you said, Jose, and, and say, you know what? There are things that I really need to get done, but I need to assign time. And then I'm blocking, I'm, I'm meeting, I'm uh, scheduling meetings with myself just to do that thing. So are, are there other things that you guys, because I'm a bit cheating, self-organizing. This is <laughs> one of the most advanced things that I do to organize myself. There is there is another one that uh, you kind of mentioned, uh, which is, uh, you know, I use procrastination in a positive way. Right. Yeah. 
So <laughs> expand on that because I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, again, I, I use procrastination in a this, positive this, way. This, I think that you suit me. Yeah. I, 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 I keep a list of things that I need to get done that are usually, you know, minor tasks and you know, things I don't really feel like doing or whatever, but it's you know, they, they don't really require a lot of you know thinking or whatever, no. I don't know, doing the dishes or, or something like that. No? And uh, when I don't want to tackle something, I go and do something from that list. So instead of, you know, wasting time, I'm still working and I'm still getting shit. So basically, you can do this thing that you don't want to do. Read a contract or do the dishes. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. And at least I feel like it's, you know, like it's not completely wasted time no like i'm still getting something done no and and then you're already when you finish that you're already in a better frame of mind to to even consider the other task right so so i do that quite often <laughs> you, you, know, you know when you were previously talking about like frame of mind and that kind of thing i was thinking of like this is actually a strategy i like to use like where like when i go for a run i don't like running but uh, but is that you know i try to look up and look around and see like you know there's like i'm out you know like you know there's kind of a nice scenery try to kind of think of not the fact that my lungs are about to, <laughs> to burst <laughs> but something else you know kind of take and i think it's similar to kind of maybe looking at the actual outcome but even trying to enjoy the process you know like a lot of cross people and you know uh, even kind of zen and especially in the kind of japanese culture kind of finding pleasure in this the minute things in the process of things and so on is also i think important although maybe reading a, a contract is probably not easy i think you can find pleasure in doing the dishes more easily than reading a contract. But, but you know, Mashi, you touched on, thing, uh, on one thing that is also part of the reframing that is an important aspect. Um, it's always finding the positive side. You, you, probably you guys will remember, like, early in your careers, how often you said, or even we heard people that are, uh, how can I say, in their start of their care uh, careers or their journey, saying things like, oh, there's nothing here for me to learn, right? So, for example, you want to learn a job and say, oh, there's nothing here for me to learn, so I need another challenge. And I, I said that a few times, and that led me even to change jobs because in my head, there's nothing for me to learn, right? And, and what you were saying actually reminded me of, of this thing about there's always something to learn. You might, but your mind might say, you know what, there are things that you want to learn and there are loads of other things that are in front of you that you don't want to learn. It's not that there's nothing for you to learn. You just either are not paying attention or you pay attention and you selected, hey, I don't want to learn anything on those things in here. So saying that, this is another mind trick that I apply is distorting reality a bit. I still need to do that, 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 that task, but if I can change my perspective, for example, reading the contract, I know nothing about law. What did I know about employment law eight years ago? Nothing. 
I would maybe just Google because like if I was, I don't know, if I had to understand the contract that I signed with a company before I resigned, right? But like, uh, but besides that, I never had any other curiosity. But like nowadays in the amount of work that we need to do, there are many things that I would not have chosen to, to do that. But, but now flipping us, you know, I need to do that anyway, right? So I don't have a choice. I need to do that. So make it pleasant. Make it count, make it like be something positive. And then I say, you know what? I can actually learn something useful here. I can learn how employment law works, how accountancy works, how financials and how HR and how uh, build a team and how to turn a client around or how, you know, like, so, so this, this, so reframing that in terms of, you know what? I need to do that. I let's make the best out of it and then learn something here. So, this is, something, this is an attitude that I did not have in the past. Right. I think, and uh, as Jose was saying, it's a skill. It's not just an you have to really build, build, build that skill in yourself. You have to see the things around you that, you know, sometimes it's not actually about um, that all these things in front of me, but I don't want to learn and I want to learn those things. It's actually all those things in front of me that I'm not even seeing. Mm -hmm. So the things that I'm learning, I'm not even seeing. In fact, the first kind of project that we did, uh, I was with our, one of our first few craftspeople when we started Corunas and we were at UBS and, and, you know, he came to me after a few months and he said, you know, like I'm not used to this amount of bureaucracy and there's a lot of yak shaving and talking to people and to kind of get things done. And, and I feel I'm not really learning anything. And I said to him, you know what, well, give, give it another few months. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to ask you whether you learned something because you are learning a lot. It's just that you're not seeing what you're learning. You see your learning as purely technology, purely um, programming, purely the new language or the next programming challenge. But actually, there's a lot of things that you are gaining experience in and learning that are extremely valuable for your career, but you're not seeing it because you're not aware of it even. And I think this is the, the, it's the, it's the, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you, 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 you kind of start looking around you and starts not just the kind of the thing that you, you almost have these blinkers on, you know, that, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm going that way and now only the things in that direction matter. But actually, this is the thing that we were talking about when we talked about like building your career and so on. It's like kind of opening your mind a bit and kind of allowing experiences to come to you and, and looking at those diversity of things around you and seeing all the things for, for the value that they bring rather than just those things that you see of value, you know? And this changes your perspective of effectiveness as well, because bringing to the topic, because as you understand more about your surrounding and you understand those things that you might not like, but they impact your work, mm -hmm. understanding them at a deeper level and that's, well, helping us to, to say, you know what, those are the constraints. Now I understand why those things are the way they are. How can I work in a way that I can achieve more? And, yeah, and gaining those experiences and skills and seeing them for what they are actually helps you be more effective because you can bring a lot more skills, a lot more perspective to bear on the thing that you're trying to achieve. And reduce the frustration and stress and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly, right? exactly. I'm, I'm going to change gears now a little bit because we're talking about tools and we kind of share what you know works for each of us. 
but I have to say I've I've tried a few you know methods like getting things done, you know, bullet journal, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, and <laughs> uh, none of them work for none me. Them. I know. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe it's again I didn't use them right, or maybe you know, and I've tried them a couple of times. Like like getting things done is something that I've. Uh, I've started more than once, you know, uh, to to like go back at it and so on. Uh, is, is there anything that you guys do in particular, you know, around this kind of method or, or, or setup or whatever that would help you with that? Do you know, do you know one thing I would say, not answering your question yet, but one thing I would say is that every time I read some of these help self-help books, you know, like Seven Habits of I, we talked about that, or Getting Things Done or, you know, you think, oh yeah, you know. Uh, even the, the, now, now I'm gonna be a different person. Now I yes. found the solution. Right? <laughs> I told it. Me, I read it. I said, oh okay, yeah, this is what I was missing. <laughs> like, like the Matrix. Now it's like, mm, you know, you you plug it in, and uh, I know kung yeah, fu, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. like you, you're so kind of said, yeah, you're so simple, and yeah, you know, then then like. A few days afterwards, you've even forgotten what the book said and you're back to your usual shape. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. A lot of those things, they don't work. Uh, I, it's a very difficult question, though, I think, to answer the question in a serious way. Uh, what are the things that work for me? I, the way I see it is that I think over the years, I've built a bit of an instinct for collecting things where people rely on me for getting things done. And I use all sorts of things. And it's actually, in a way, quite seems quite disorganized. But I have a few things that work for me. And we were just joking about it, you know. Like in my notes, I, I start something that needs to do and I look back. So my notes are scattered with things and I, I have make a habit of going back there, right? The other thing is that I do have like kind of this thing that nagging feeling at the back, that things start piling up. I know what needs to be done. I One thing is almost empathy. That person needs this. This person needs this. You know, this family member needs this thing. And I need to do these things. And it almost rides you in your subconscious. And I think this is you, like something you build, like almost sensitivity to over time. And I know it's not a tool, but it's almost having that sympathy in a way to the people that are waiting for you, to people that are relying on you and to not let them down. Right. That's another thing that kind of makes things important where people rely on you. The other thing is like even on I have small things on Slack, for example, where um, if someone asks me a question and I can't immediately answer it, but I've read it, I will just add a single letter in in the response without pressing send. And in Slack, it pushes it up to be a draft edit. And I look at my drafts in Slack to see what I need to respond to. Uh, I do a similar thing with uh, emails. Emails stress me out if my inbox is like, I try to get to like maybe 10, 15 messages at a time. And I use like at different times, you know, the the like, you know, kind of snooze things and so on here and there, but not in a, any methodical. And if you tell me, do I snooze everything all the time? And do I like sometimes things do slip the net and, you know, I use all these little things in a shoddy way to keep myself 
kind of above the the water as it were but if you were to ask me do i have like an amazing bullet journal and do i always have inbox zero and do i no none of that so no i don't have any one tool that i use methodically but i do try to create some time similarly sandro there are some th- meetings that are sitting there. I know I'm not even going to attend, but I leave them there because I know other people won't put those any more meetings in there. That kind of thing. You need to or tell in the me morning. what those are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the morning. Also, like, there's another tactic. You kind of, like, I am really grumpy in the morning, and that helps. People don't put meetings earlier than 10 in my calendar. But I actually wake up, you know, like I have at least an hour, hour and a half maybe before the first 10 a.m. meeting hits me, you know. So so there are other things as well, like things that work for you, you know, just be grumpy in the morning and, and people won't put meetings in your calendar. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, for, I'm, I'm also like, I think that like similar to you, I tried all sorts of tools over time from Trello to Bullet, uh, to-do lists and inbox zero and all sorts gave gave up on all of them like so i'm not disciplined because the tools were stressing me out right <laughs> because i was not able to prioritize the things on the tools i start adding loads of things and i was not refining my backlog or prioritizing and then all of a sudden i had more work to do in managing things so i went back to pen and paper. I have just notebooks and stuff. I had the, the, the small ones, the more skinny thingy kind of stuff. Now I have two very large notebooks for different things. And But I think that over time, this is what Mesh was saying. In the first years, they were very difficult for me to multitask and to get used to it. But now after eight years doing this job, like it's been such a long time that I've been dealing with multiple balls at the same time. I, I think I develop an instinct, as you were saying as well, Jose. I know which balls I can drop, which balls I cannot drop, which balls that I will deprioritize. I made kind of peace. I think that if I try to be too organized, the fact that I need, I feel that I need to be organized and keeping those tools and sync and stuff, that stresses me out sometimes even more. So I end up going to very rudimentary kind of organizational things. I develop an instinct of what is important and what is not, and I end up blocking my time. And then I block my calendar and say, like, this time I don't want to speak to anyone. I need that time for myself because I need. I know that I have some things that need to be done and other things I will, the things that I delegate or I need to monitor and stuff, then I schedule the meetings and I, I keep on track of them. But that's, yeah, going beyond than that, it stresses me out. So I remove that. Uh, you know, for me, um... I wouldn't say it's the most effective thing, but it's, it is something that helps me out a, uh, a lot is I, I do have uh, to-do lists, uh, but not in the sense of, you know, I need to do this. I use them usually when, you know, a thought comes to my mind and I just want to make a note of, you know, like ideas or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'll, I'll write something there, you know, detailed enough to, to sort of like get the, what the idea is, no? Um, and maybe I'll forget about it. And then at some point when I, oh, let me check what's, what's in there. Right. So that helps me a lot in that sense. Cause I, I can then free my mind to do all this stuff, right? Like it's, it's the way that I, that I think about it. Um, I have notes 
you know, I take notes in meetings and so on, and right, and uh, just having those uh, just helps me not to have to keep everything <laughs> in memory. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the main thing. So I write my notes are terrible in that sense. It's like if someone asks me, can you send me your notes? I'm like, <laughs> I'm taking notes, but I'm taking notes for myself. So maybe I'll I'll write three words you know what i mean or or something like that that will trigger what i was trying to to think of what was important uh, out of that so that's that's another uh that's another thing um and there there's a third one that i don't i i just forgot right now you should have kept a note yeah i did <laughs> <It's right>. not, <laughs> like the to is not working well exactly exactly it's not working <laughs> Uh, no, I'll, I'll definitely steal the one from you know like writing the draft in in Slack. I feel like that's a that's a good one uh, as well. Oh, I was also going to tell you another thing, which is uh, you know you, inbox zero or whatever. Like I'm I'm the person that G you know I I got my Gmail account at the beginning when Gmail was still an invitation only kind of thing uh, about. Two or three months ago, I already started getting like, you know, your thing is at 99%. <laughs> so I just let emails go. Like, this is, this is the way that I think about it. Like, I should be able to search it, right? Like, that was the whole point. Like, you know, if, you know, huge amount of space to get all your emails or whatever. Like, I need to, if I need to find something, I'll just, you know, type in the search and, and find it. The whole thing about keeping things neatly organized. Oh, no, 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 none of that. It, I, I don't have folders. <laughs> I don't have folders though. It's something that doesn't doesn't work out for me. I, right? I have I, I have archive I, and I know the shortcuts. I think this is one thing about like keeping your inbox small. It's like I always archive things or like I rarely snooze them, but archive a lot. And if they're in the inbox, like respond immediately and get rid of it. But still lots left in the inbox. Mm-hmm. Right, talking about being effective, like we always aim to finish our episodes in less than an hour. I think that we are yeah. being not very, very effective, effective achieving. Yeah, exactly. Are we so, effective? Have we been not effective, but have we, we really been efficient in getting the episodes under an hour? <laughs> Probably not, right? So, okay, so let's wrap up then. So, as always, if you manage to stay with us until now, after an hour and 10 minutes, uh so i i remembered what the third thing was we got plenty of time go for it <laughs> no it's uh it's tiny habits. of time right no no have you heard of tiny habits? atomic atomic habits yeah no no t- tiny habits oh okay it's uh, atomic habits is a, it's a different book tiny habits but atomic is... are very tiny as well but anyway sorry go on. yeah they, they, no 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 it's, it's fine uh, so is this guy BJ Fogg, who's been studied for a very long time, the whole idea of you know habit creation and, and all of that. And this is the only thing that kind of has worked for me at a personal level on, on certain things. So especially when trying to make time uh, to get things, you know, to, to, to work on things or to do things that I want to do, but maybe you know, if I don't set it into my routine, I will forget or I will just tend to prioritize other things. Um, and it works for everything, it works for, you know, drinking drinking more water, no, or, you know, listening and staying updated with the news or 
whatever habit. So that's that's something that has worked a lot for me, which is, you know, a lot of habit creation, it works better if you're already a, linking it to a previous habit that you have. Or if you find a trigger that uh, that works, you know, with the same frequency as the thing that you want to do, right? Like you want to uh, drink more water. The what I do is as soon as I get to the kitchen, I drink a glass of water, right? Or, or in this case, I, I, before I sit in the computer, no, when I'm coming to the computer, I bring a glass of water and I put it next to me. I don't, I'm not going to drink it there because I just drank a, a glass of water in the kitchen, right? But uh, by having it close to me and by modifying kind of my environment, it allows me to be more, you know, remove the, the blockers so that the amount of effort that takes me to be able to, you know, do the thing that I want to do is is a much uh, is much smaller. And this is something that has also worked quite well for me. This is all. This is where the procrastinate work part also comes from a little bit right like i know that i'm not gonna feel like doing it okay so what about let me just grab something and you know and, and do it right uh yeah so that's that was it <laughs> no cool because i think that this is yeah this is an interesting thing about effectiveness because like we didn't cover that much but i think that uh this is also like there was a part in the episode that i said like there are two things that i want you to cover i covered one and, and the other one would, was about small not tiny habits i didn't know that there was a thing like called time habits but introducing small habits and i've done that with learning spanish for example always a few minutes in the morning i do that before i take my kids to school i blocked my calendar to go to the gym every tuesday at times so, so there are very small things that i i'm fitting in my life the having the the, the water near, near me i have that as well so i also have my whiskey i don't know if it helps but like uh so <laughs> the, the, the 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 two bottles are Sometimes they they look the same, but uh, but anyway. So, yeah, so, we are not sponsored by any. But if you want, so exactly, fireside chat sponsored by Lagavulin. So so okay, cool. Let, let's wrap up for today. So thank you very much, everyone. If you manage to stay with us, uh, remember to subscribe. So you're notified when there is a new video, put a thumbs up and also like, let us know if there is any topic you'd like to discuss. So thank you very much. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.